Do you know what really bothers me? It's hyperbole. When someone says, oh, you have to try this. It's the best. Is it the best? I don't know. Here's another hyperbolic expression that drives me up the wall. When someone on social media inevitably says, I get asked all the time about, and now fill in the blank with whatever it is that they actually want to talk about, but I'm sitting there thinking, does anyone really ever ask you that? Or are you just using this as a forced segue to talk about whatever it is you want to talk about? And you're hoping that by giving the audience the impression that a lot of people are curious about this topic, that you're somehow justifying the topic instead of it just being a really interesting topic. Here's a really interesting topic I want to talk about. Now that I've said that, I feel that I need to tell you that I get asked all the time... <laughs> about how I managed to get so much done. And that's not hyperbole. I do get asked all the time that question. And the answer is in how I manage the projects that I take on and how I break those projects down into manageable actions. My name is James Patrick. This is the Beyond the Image podcast. And today, we're going to talk about how to get shit done. When did the image of success become so shallow and cookie cutter? It's carefree entrepreneurship, sprawling homes, and curated aesthetics, all wrapped up in a simplified social media post rife with the latest buzzwords explaining how you're just one manifestation away from the life of your dreams. But building thriving businesses and positioning yourself as a leader in any industry has little to do with hitting these external validations and everything to do with cutting through the crap and getting to work. My name is James Patrick, and I'm an internationally published photographer, marketing strategist, and your host in this discussion. I've spent decades studying the mechanics of success so I could reverse engineer the process. Together, let's specifically define what success means to you and determine the steps to get you there. With real strategies, exclusive interviews, and game-changing ideas you can implement into your life and business. It's time to go beyond the facade, beyond the posturing, beyond the image to create real change personally and professionally. This is the Beyond the Image Podcast. To go along with this episode, you can download a free, absolutely free copy of my new book, The Legacy Planner. This is the culmination of over a decade's worth of work to culminate a planner that will help you get more done, be more efficient, and be more effective both in your personal and your professional life. You can download a free PDF version of the Legacy Planner, or you could purchase either a paperback copy or a hardbound edition of the Legacy Planner for yourself for the new year. Go to jamespatrick.com forward slash legacy, and that will be in the show notes as well, jamespatrick.com forward slash legacy. So why do some individuals seem to possess the capacity to constantly achieve great things in their lives, while others tend to struggle? Perhaps you yourself have wondered the same thing and questioned what specifically separates these two groups. 
Now, if we're to believe the musings from the infinite parade of social media memes, then each of us are already abundant with endless potential. Yet despite that potential, for some reason, only a small percentage of the population seems to have the right key to unlock that next level achievement. Now, to add to the confusion, that key is often defined as simply being the result of hard work, grit, hustle, persistence, determination, perseverance, or a multitude of other buzzwords that sound really great and empowering, but don't actually provide a real concrete answer of how people get things done. What is it that actually separates the individual who is able to achieve his or her health from someone who battles with their health year after year? What distinguishes the efforts of the person who stimulates and grows their mental acuity from someone who's regularly struggling with stress and atrophy? What is different about those who foster enriching relationships from others who just remain lonely? And what distinguishes someone who achieves their business goals from those who do not? Now, for the past decades, these questions have been central in my obsession with understanding, deconstructing, and comprehending how humans are able to cultivate change and thereby achieve success in their lives. Now, my goal was to decipher the exact methodology of achievement, to systemize it, and to make that approach accessible so that others could put it into action. Now, this was through my editorial research when I was writing the book, Fit Business Guide, The Workout Plan for Your Brand, the hundreds of interviews I've done on this podcast, I've discovered several elements that are responsible for crafting change, and I've devised how to reverse engineer them so they can be applied to anything you wish to achieve because success leaves clues. And what all these clues have shown is that creating the change you seek and turning the impossible into possible comes down to three essential pillars, vision, purpose, and legacy. And here's how you can apply all these pillars to your own life to ignite the change, growth, and success that you yourself are imagining. So it starts with vision. Crafting meaningful change within your life begins with setting a vision for yourself and your future. Where is it that you want to go? What specifically does that destination look like to you? These factors are going to determine the direction to point yourself and where to put your efforts. Every person I've met and interviewed who's achieved lasting success within their lives all had a clear vision of what their future was before they set out to achieve it. Now, for many of us, the desire to change within our lives begins with the discomfort. That discomfort acts as a catalyst which propels us into action. For example, we could feel discomfort in the current status of our health. And that discomfort is what inspires us to want to lose weight or to live a healthier life. We could constantly be stressed out or mentally foggy. And it's the pain from that which motivates us to invest more time into reading and meditation. We could feel solitude and isolation and have a deep need for more friendships or even a romantic connection. And that's what encourages us to start meeting new people. Or we can feel unsatisfied and unfulfilled with how our business is going. And that's the thing that drives us to seek out ways to achieve more professional success. Now, there have been times in my own life 
where I felt discomfort and knew that I need to create a change to shift from where I was to where I wanted to be. That's where our vision begins. And then from there, we may set goals for ourselves. Setting goals, which you may already have experience with, is a component of creating your vision. Now, whereas a goal is a target you hope to achieve, a vision is a clear portrait of what that future will embody once that goal or goals have been accomplished. Therefore, setting goals is a core component of creating your vision. Now, a specific goal can be an aspiration to lose 30 pounds by the end of the year. But the vision has more to do with what that future looks like once you achieve that goal. In this case, your weight loss could mean living a healthier life, having the freedom to stay active with your children as they grow. The goal is the micro, the vision is the macro. And it's important to understand that success is going to look different for everyone, just as everyone will have a different starting point. That platitude that we all have the same 24 hours in the day is simply not true. Your 24 hours is going to look a lot different than mine. And the effort to build your personal vision of success is not to compare and not to contrast yourself against others. On the day I quit my corporating job to focus on my own business full-time, I wrote a letter to myself. I wrote about where I was in that day in detail. I wrote about the facts of what I was doing, and I wrote about how I felt in that moment. And by the time I was hitting the second page of the letter, I wrote about where I wanted to be in five years. I wrote in descriptive detail about the work I would be doing, the clients I would have, and what my life would look and feel like. Then I printed that letter out, I put it in an envelope, and I sealed it. On the envelope, I wrote, not to be opened until, and I wrote a date five years in the future. After those five years had passed, I got to open the letter, and I read about what my life was like five years prior. But then I got to read about where my vision for my life was at the moment I was reading the letter. And every single thing in that letter had come true. What is the story that you will write for yourself? It begins with your vision. Number two is purpose. When you set a vision for where you want to go in life, you are awarded the agency to live each and every day with purpose. Purpose lies at the intersection between the mindset of your desired future, aka your vision, and the intentional actions you plan to take to achieve it. Simply, purpose is in the doing. What gives your actions purpose and intent is an awareness of why they exist and how those actions connect to your goals and ultimately your vision. Much as our goals must be SMART, standing for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based, your actions must be specific in what they involve, measured to assess their efficacy, attainable in that they can be achieved, relevant to your goals and given a realistic time frame. Your new purpose-fueled action will become your greatest asset to overcoming or navigating obstacles between where you are currently and where you wish to go in your vision. A common misconception is that you need to have all the right steps, actions, or answers to get your outcome. And the reality is, is that there's no possible way to script a perfect, flawless approach. Purpose-fueled action can and often will include missteps, mistakes, mishaps. And there's nothing wrong with that. You are not responsible for always knowing the answer. 
you are responsible for taking the actions to figure it out. Now, in my presentations, in my books, on my podcasts, I've talked a tremendous amount about failure. How failure, despite being incredibly painful, can be a gift. It's a gift of reflection, maturity, experience, which can support you in adjusting the actions you take and correcting the course to navigate in the direction of your vision. With purpose, failure actually becomes an achievement in your journey to actualizing your vision. When purpose is fully harnessed, you achieve both clarity and drive. The clarity will help you focus your efforts to pay attention to what matters, having license to ignore everything else that does not. The drive is what will provide you with the momentum to push through doubt to create the change that you seek in your life and the lives of those that you touch. It was your purpose that drove you to download and listen to this podcast. Number three is legacy. This is our final pillar. When you set a vision, you will be able to navigate your life with purpose. Not only will you begin to achieve the change you set out to make within your life, you're going to begin creating your legacy. Now, the word legacy can mean different things to different people, and it is unique to who you are as an individual. What does legacy mean to you? Is it simply the assets you will eventually pass on? Is it something you will have created that lives beyond your own life? Is it an impact you will have that is regenerated in the lives of others? Regardless of how you specifically define it, your legacy will be your footprint. Your legacy will be your enduring signature. Your legacy will be the mark on the world around you. In my early 20s, I was floundering. I was attempting to graduate college, trying to get a stable job, and begin what I thought would be my quote-unquote real life. And it was at that time that I met a certain professor at the university who took it upon himself to mentor me. Now, truth be told, I only signed up for his class because he had a reputation of being an easy A for an upper division credit. But for the few students who actually paid attention to him, they became recipients of his legacy because unbeknownst to them, this professor was highly connected in his field and would secure internships, jobs, career-transforming opportunities for many of the students before they were even handed their degree most of which never knew how, why, or where these opportunities manifested from. But it was their college professor pulling the strings behind the scenes. Now for me, without this professor, I never would have pursued a career as a photographer because he was the one who provided me with my first opportunities in photography. I never would have worked in marketing because he was the one who set up my first big job interview. I never would have become a public speaker he was the one who had me lecturing to his undergrad classes. I never would have begun teaching and coaching others. He was the one who taught me how to pass on knowledge. Now, sadly, he has since passed. But anytime I'm experiencing that fear or doubt, I can still hear his words and his advice echoing in my mind. You see, that's the legacy he created and the impact it still has on me and to a lot of others to this day. Because of that experience, I've learned to place a great deal of focus and, on, and emphasis on legacy, on the legacy I'm creating within my own life and the work I do both personally and professionally. 
The creation of one's legacy is an integral part of the human experience and can be what gives life a deeper and enduring meaning. Your own legacy begins here. Now, if you go to jamespatrick.com forward slash legacy, you can either download a free PDF of my legacy planner, or you can get a link to Amazon where you can buy either the paperback version or the hardcover version. If you're like me, I love having hardcover journals. And what I'm going to walk you through is how to use this planner. The Legacy Planner, as I mentioned, was created over the course of nearly a decade's worth of work. And it was a way to craft your vision, live intentionally every day with purpose, and track the legacy you're constructing. Now, it's important to note that the planner is a working document. Don't leave it on a shelf. Don't leave it on your hard drive. Don't put it in a drawer and forget about it until next year. Instead, you're going to be using this planner every single day. As you turn your vision into specific purpose-fueled actions, tracking your progress, refining your efforts, reflecting upon your progress towards your legacy. So this is why you're going to find sections for you to track your work on an annual, monthly, weekly, and even daily basis. When you commit to recording and tracking your goals and the resulting progress, this is when you begin to achieve outcomes that you desire. Now what follows are going to be instructions on how to go through the legacy planner as you will create your most impactful year ever. But to give you the overall scope, you're going to be setting annual goals. From there, you're going to be building quarterly plans. That will help you create monthly actions. From your monthly actions, you'll be able to craft weekly sprints, and then you'll be able to script out daily tasks. We take big and we break it into manageable. So step one, set your annual vision. You're going to chart out your big high-level vision and the corresponding goals that you have for yourself, your life, and your business in the upcoming year. So you're going to write out your vision for the year ahead. And how will this specific year fit within the long-term vision you have for yourself looking into the future? And if you're starting this mid-year, that's okay too. Choose a time frame on how you're gonna measure your efforts and get started. Once you've written out your vision, you're then going to write down all the major goals you have for yourself in the time frame given. So if it's a year, it's a year. If it's six months, it's six months. You're gonna write out all these goals with as much specificity as possible to help you achieve and track the progress towards completing those goals. For example, I want to read more. That would be a hard goal to quantify. But instead, I want to read 52 books this year. It's not only easier to assess, but it's also easier to detail out as it's a book a week for a year. And then for every goal, you're going to put a due date for that goal. For year-long goals, the obvious due date would be December 31st of that calendar year. But for some goals, you might have earlier than expected completion dates that you're going to want to track. And other goals are much larger and need to be broken out into what you can hope to accomplish within this year. So then there's going to be a page after the annual goals for check-ins. Check-ins are a key component of progressing and achieving goals. 
And at the end of each quarter, you get to check back in and assess your progress. So step two, setting your quarterly vision. Once you have your annual goal set, you can now take those big annual goals or a portion of those goals that are relevant to this next quarter, and you can enter them into the next section. For example, let's use the example of reading 52 books. And you can state that your goal this quarter is to read one book a week. That's 12 books during this quarter. That's a simple example of how you can break a large goal into a quarterly goal. In the details, write out specifically what needs to happen in order to achieve this goal. And any specific dates or milestones that you need to hit or that you want to track. In the above example, it would be to read a book a week. However, let's take a look at a different example. Let's say you want to launch a podcast. You could set a due date for the podcast at the end of the quarter and then write out the specific milestones you need to hit in order to make that happen with corresponding timeframes. These can include, but are not limited to, selecting the show name, creating the artwork, registering the domain, purchasing hosting, recording episodes, drafting the marketing and release plan, etc. Now at the bottom of each goal, you're going to find another check-in area where you can catalog the results progress or lack of progress you have in each of your quarterly goals. This is to support you in adjusting your future actions by assessing your current status. Step three, charting out your monthly purpose. Once you've set your quarterly vision, you can now draft out your month based off your quarterly goals which you pulled from your annual goals. Notice the trend. We're taking big goals and breaking them down into smaller, manageable pieces. Now, you're going to see a section for every single month of the year. And on the calendar page of this, you can use the calendar format to write down key events, notes, important dates, etc. But on the monthly purpose page, you're going to start with a short free write section where you can place notes to yourself on how you're going to stay focused and create a successful month. Below that, you're going to write out your top three priorities for the month. These need to be your non-negotiable biggest areas of focus that you are determined to accomplish, even if nothing else gets happened or gets done. There's a column on the right side where you can list out major events or tasks that you want to track during the month. And the rest of the page, the bulk of the page, is a checklist of all the other actions you need to accomplish this month. Where do you get that list of specific actions? Well, you look back at your quarterly plans and you just see what needs to happen this month. What needs to get done this month? And then you write it down on your monthly purpose page. From there, you go into step four, planning out your weeks and planning out your days. Getting more granule, you now have the opportunity to plan out each individual week as well as every specific day. I recommend having a day a week that you plan out your upcoming week. For me, I like to do it on Sundays. It's a time and I can make it ritualistic. I I make some coffee, I sit there for about an hour, no more, and I plan out my week's vision, as well as my day-to-day tasks I need to accomplish goals. Now, as before, I'm pulling from the plan one step above. So I'm taking my monthly plan to build out my weekly plans. I'm taking my weekly plans to build out my daily goals and tasks. The weekly section is going to look very similar to the monthly plan, only it's narrowed to a span of seven days. 
the daily planning pages offer more opportunities to track your progress. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Now, how to start and end each day. You're going to begin every morning with a check-in. On this page, there's a ranking system where you're going to score yourself in a few categories. The first is how did you sleep the night before? What is your mood currently? How motivated do you feel? Now, each of these we're using a 1 to 10 ranking. And the reason we do this is for quantitative data, to help you see trends. For example, if you don't sleep enough, your motivation may decline. If you burn yourself out at the beginning of the week, your mood may suffer at the end of the week. Seeing that data can help you refine how you're organizing your week and your tasks in the next week. You can harness this data so you know how to better set yourself up for success. Then, each day, write a short affirmation statement to remind yourself, why do you have a purpose? What is that purpose? Through all my research and interviews with insane numbers of high-performing humans, I've been able to identify four essential categories of habits that they all have in common and that help them excel at their highest potential. These four categories include a commitment to their health, their mindset, their relationships, and their personal growth and development. Now, you may select any habits or unique qualifiers for your habits, but the process of tracking habits helps individuals achieve their goals. It creates a sense of accomplishment and provides added control within your life. So, for example, my personal habits and qualifiers include the following. Health. Did I exercise today? My minimum is uh, 20 minutes a day of physical activity to qualify. Or did I eat well today? My metric for that could be eating green vegetables. For mindset, did I meditate for at least one minute today? Or did I journal at least one page in my journal? Relationships. Did I express gratitude towards someone new? Or was I able to connect with someone? Growth. Did I learn something new today? This can mean reading a book or article, listening to a podcast or an audiobook, watching a video that taught me something new. Alternatively, did I teach someone something new? For me, I can achieve teaching others through my podcast, my blog, my emails, text messaging, even speaking to someone in person. So these are checkboxes where you can check off every day if you are investing in your health, mindset, relationships, and growth. Now, from there, you can prioritize your action items for the day with the top three, th- three things you need to get done that day. If nothing else happened, these three things need to happen. At the end of each day, oh, excuse me, then below that, you have additional action items that you might want, that you, that you could also look into achieving that day. Now, at the end of each day, I like a checkout process or an evening review. This, once again, starts with quantitative tracking. How is my clarity or purpose today? What was my productivity and energy like throughout the day? And lastly, did I display courage or influence in my day? 
The very last thing I do in the day is to clean up my correspondence, I answer necessary emails and texts, and I close out the day. I then take any notes I had, I had jotted down to a notes page, which is located at the end of each weekly section. That way it's easy to reference back to, to see all my notes for that week. Finally, I'll do any last-minute planning or adjustments for the next day. And this is how we begin to break down annual goals into monthly plans, excuse me, annual goals into quarterly plans, into monthly actions, into weekly sprints, into daily tasks. So at the end of the week, there's a section where you can provide an average score of all the quantitative data you've been tracking all week. Now, the goal is to ensure that you're improving or holding steady in your health, your mindset, your relationships, your growth, your purpose, your productivity, and your influence. There are additional prompts to help you in evaluating the previous week as a whole and focusing your thoughts to make the following week even more successful. And on the right-hand side, there's that notes section where you can record any important notes that you gathered throughout the week so that you can easily reference back to them. And the final step is reviewing your legacy. The true method to chart out our individual progress and success is to consistently check in to measure our results so that we can properly refine our efforts. This has been systemized for you to create a habit of tracking your own growth. At the end of each day, we check out. At the end of each week, we perform our wrap-up. At the end of each quarter, we check in on the results of our goals. Finally, Going back to the annual portion, you'll be able to check in on each one of your major goals four times a year, as well as having a free write section to assess the development of your legacy at the conclusion of each quarter. What we measure, we can improve. So now let's get to work. Go to jamespatrick.com forward slash legacy, download your free copy of the Legacy Planner, or... There's a link right on there where you can go to Amazon. You can get the print edition. It's available both in paperback and hardcover. And we can start getting to work together. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Beyond the Image podcast. Please follow, like, and review wherever you happen to listen to the show. And if you want to connect to me, you can find me at jamespatrick.com, Instagram at jpatrickphoto, or you can text me any of your marketing questions to 480-605-3254. Thanks again.